Moo, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Pink Tron Podcast. This is Brent Robinson, and with me this evening is just Lauren Camp. Lauren, what are you drinking? Skeleton crew today. Um, I am going to be driving today, just after this, so I'm going to be sort of boring. Um, I am drinking one of the Hop Teas. It's an older one that I saved because it's one I liked a lot. It's called The Tea is Silent, and it's the Royal Citra one. So it has uh, citra hops, and it's delicious. It's a hopped tea? Yep. So a hoppy, non-alcoholic tea. So if I feel like a beer, I just want the hops, I drink these instead. I, I find hop flavored stuff can be super refreshing, so I can get that. I um, I also have to drive and sell 50-50 tickets today, and I'm really not supposed to drink before that. So I am uh, drinking actually an apple, which I won't chew on the air because <laughs> I left my water somewhere in the other room. So. Oh, no. I know. So, yeah, you're getting the full new year, boring, or last of the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I will probably have something to drink tomorrow, but, yeah, it's December 30th, and I'm – I'm going over to hang out with another uh, herd member, and it probably won't be a drinking night, so it's not today. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's one twenty in the afternoon, twelve twenty where Lauren is. We record mm-hmm. this, so you know it's not <laughs> prime uh, herd drinking hour. Not that there isn't sometimes ever a herd right. prime drinking hour. So, <laughs> what are fifty fifty tickets? 50-50? Oh, you don't you don't have kids. So 50-50 <laughs> is like essentially like a fundraiser where you buy a ticket and 50% of the pot is fundraising for whatever the thing is for and 50-50 oh. goes to the winner of the pot. Okay. And it's big in um like it's big in kids sports. Right? You go to like the kids hockey tournament and there's a 50-50 raffle, whatever. This is actually for the pro lacrosse team here the Roughnecks. So um all the all the lacrosse teams in the area get one of the games to sell 50 50 tickets at and we we don't technically get the other half of the money that all goes into a big pool that gets distributed amongst all the teams at the end of the year or whatever but um we do get some fundraising out of it for our club wow. so nice yeah. all right yeah, yeah they're they're like the 50 50s at the big sports games are big money like i think the flames just do like ones and they're like a hundred thousand dollars wow. like fifty thousand dollars for the winner type stuff so okay nice yep. Big money in 50-50s here in Canada for exciting people. <laughs> so, yeah, they really frown on uh, being under the influence of alcohol while selling gambling implements. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to yeah. be playing a video game, so I probably need to have my uh, faculties around me, at least relatively. Oh. <laughs> a video game that's not Zwift. <laughs> I know. I will I will not be controlling a video game with the bike. It's going to be so weird. Well, we could talk. We'll, we'll talk about that after cuz I'm super curious cuz I <laughs> I like a good video game. Good. Well, let's talk about a video game called Zwift. Yes. And specifically what the herd does for races on Zwift. Yeah, yeah. The so, whole reason we're here. Exactly. So this <laughs> week herd winter racing this race is Sand and Sequoias. It is a one lap, about 22 some odd kilometers. I can't remember the exact point, but yep. it is desert pens through the desert up Caldew Saddle Springs into forward Titans Grove mm. and then forward Titans Grove KOM back down the backside of Titans Grove 
into the desert, finish at the desert arch. Cool. It's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. Um, and how'd that go? Cause you've already raced it. I did. Um, you know, not too bad. That's the feel. So I'm going to have to tag, I'm going to find him. I'm going to tag him in this, but shout out <laughs> to, I'm, I, I'll double check before I Google this, but uh -huh. professional triathlete Ben Canute was in the field. And I'm just going to double check because I believe okay. he is a, he's an American. Okay. hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm just going to make sure before yep. I say it, uh, I believe he is a former Olympian. Wow. Yeah, oh, and Tatum, I, Tatum I almost believe. beat him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he reached the uh, Rio Olympics in 2016. Wow. So that's amazing um, yeah okay so the field was um pretty wild yeah there was there's, there's some legion guys in there so yeah wow. i think canute ended up finishing fifth yeah and like i mean i think he hasn't done short course or too much short course stuff for a while I think he's been doing more long course stuff so okay. like uh, he would have basically had to shake us in the lead up to the kom if he was gonna probably be like those a plus sprint guys because typically in long course triathlete triathlon like your 10 or 30 second sprint is not the defining feature of the race right right that's <laughs> not really going to be your uh your uh main thing that you're good at that makes yeah. sense yeah but definitely between okay. him some wow. legion guys tatum matt the the kom was spicy they were about Ooh. 10 seconds faster than my personal best on the kom yeah yeah that that tracks so Dang. yeah, I was dropped in the KOM and actually I was dropped. Like I was like third group across the top. Mm. And then, uh, I, um, I did put a big surge on to catch Chris Greenland's group. It was kind of nice. ahead of me. There's about four of them at, at the, at the first little rise. So when you come down the KOM on the reverse side, and then there's that kind of series of kind of step ups to get yep. back up there, I, I put a big effort in to get on under their wheels and then there was a group about it and dragged three more guys with me nah, so there's four yeah. of us that caught and then there's a group of eight of us to the finish and then i finished third in the group sprint by like point one point two seconds the guy who won it yep. point one behind chris who came yep. in second and i was third and then sprint. and then Derry and uh yeah matthew Derry and gary bramwell and yeah so a, a real uh group of familiar folks in there yeah it was a real it was a good sprint i mean like if I think if the finish line was 10 meters earlier, I had Chris, he, he came in through at the end and I ran out of pedaling the last couple of pedal strokes. So, yep. I've had that happen before. Yep. Yeah. So really, nice. it, so it was a good fun race. Like you're going to have a group sprinting like that at the end. Yeah. It's all good. Awesome. But I like to have been a little harder across the top, but I probably would end up in the same spot just with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, good. This is a good race course. This was, so you beginner racers, this was the one last week. So, yep. um, you've seen it, you know what it's all about. It's basically hold the group till you get to the Hills. At some point in the Hills, you might decide whether or not you're going to fall back or sit in, especially that first Hill. Like there was a little bit of pressure on that saddle Springs climb. Okay. Makes um, sense. so you definitely, you might decide to sit in there and hold your fire for the next group coming through mm -hmm. um but certainly when you get into the hills like when we got past the ko marker the pace was on yeah so yeah it would go crazy um 
I assume this this is either either an arrow setup or a all rounder. Yeah, I I I think for a lot of people, Tron will be the best bike. Yeah, all around whatever. I was on a full arrow because I kind of figured either I was going to make the group, <laughs> like it, yep. like and that group will be fast, right? Like if if I'm going to make the front group, like we were still doing like. 40 kilometers an hour at the part where I got dropped so like you know I don't think the extra whatever 10 less grams theoretically that you get from going from a Tron down or from a narrow bike down to the Tron was gonna save me like I was gonna mm -hmm. need and they're 30 or 40 watts to hold those guys yeah and I figured that speed your arrow advantage is way bigger but for a lot of people like especially in your C's and D's your Tron is probably a good bet yeah. Yeah. I would probably, I would probably just go arrow, uh, partly because I feel like so much of it is flat that I would want that at least, even if it's not a huge advantage, I would want the feeling of being on a bike that's supposed to be faster. So. Yeah. yeah. And like the rainbow discs are cool. So. They are very cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll have another rainbow disc story. We'll talk about that one when we get to the, our, around the two two horns yeah <laughs> uh, okay, so should we do herd beginner we should a lap london, london loop, loop. Mm -hmm. oh box yeah. hill Woo. <laughs> okay that's, i was just gonna check so that is the box hill one uh-huh and interesting but and the finish line is the normal finish line so it's a it's the short lead-in right not the long lead-in to the sprint banner hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a 500 meter lead in. So it's just the short lead in from the okay. pens to the lap banner. And then you do do Northumberland Street. Mm -hmm. Do you do that first? So you do the first bit of London where it's like kind of that rolly through the tunnel stuff right. up Northumberland Street. And then you'd hard the hard left down the hill towards Westminster under the tunnel into Surrey, mm -hmm. Box Hill, Fox Hill down across London Bridge, hang a left past the pens. And that's the finish line. Yep that like main banner there yeah so it's a similar profile to sand and sequoias sort of like yeah with the exception of the climb being climb more of a climb longer. yeah yep. yeah yeah so of course yeah i mean you should be sitting in till you hit box like i mean especially in a beginner race i don't know about mm -hmm. you I, but i can't believe anyone to be able to drop enough raw watts to put enough time in to outpace people when they get to the climb yeah probably not yeah uh, that would really you'd have to be like a like an exactly on the line 20 minute d person to have that right. kind of power right right <laughs> yep to, to yeah be able to make that work though so. when it when it switches when we have this for hwr the next week then then the climb will be nuts so yeah, but for for HBR should be a bit more chill. So just yeah, stick with whoever you can, draft as much as you can until you get to the climb, and then do as much as you can on the climb. Try to stay with people. Yeah, I mean, try and stay with the fastest people you can. I mean, yep. you feel yourself falling off. It's a pretty steady climb until you get that last little flat bit at the top, mm -hmm. and then of course the thing to always watch about, yep. Yep. especially in a bunch <laughs> race like this, is. After you go through the KOM, there is a kicker at like 
I think it's a top out at like 10%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a brutal kicker after you've just finished Fox Hill, which is a, which is a relatively challenging climb. It just, it always feels kind of long, but you have to go kind of hard because it's, it's not actually distance wise that long. Um, And so, yeah, I, you look at the Zwift insider profile and you can see that little kicker and just be prepared that you're going to have to put in a bit of an effort there. Um, And because you've got a nice downhill after that, it does make sense to kind of get with a group. So push over that with whatever you have left and get a nice group to go down Fox on that other side. Yeah. And the only other tip I would give people on box Hill is like, you'll pass the KOM marker kind of in this first rise before you actually turn onto the Hill. If you have never done it before and you've never seen this course, so you're going to see the KOM marker wait because <laughs> you're going to get like about a five or six percent rise and it's going to flatten out and then you're going to turn right and it's going to go up that hill. And that first pitch from where you turn right onto the hill to the first um, switchback is the steepest part of the climb. So yeah. my sort of best box hill is where I go a little bit over my limit for the whole box climb to stay with the group till I get to that first switchback. And then it's actually, I think the elevation's a little lower once you hit that switchback. So you can stay in the draft a little easier, right? all that kind of stuff. So do maybe sell out a little bit on that segment from the right-hand turn to the first switchback to stay with the group. Yep. And that, that's a good race too. course. Yeah, I might be back to racing by then. So I might try it. Yeah, it's another good beginner racing loop to get used. It's not like, you know, doing 20 minutes up Epic or anything. It's probably yeah. for a lot of those folks, <laughs> 10 to 10 might be some people doing 12s in the d's right and i should clarify i'm not going to try it in for beginner racing i'm going to try it when it's the (laughs) hwr race i will not be racing hbr friends that is yeah 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 so that 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 course description you just heard also applies to hwr next week if you don't get a chance to listen to this before that and this is another um arrow or all-rounder i would assume right like is box super steep? It's not super steep. It's not super steep. I would say this one is, I would probably take Tron because yeah. it is, you, it's, it steep is enough. a good deal slower than, um, you get even on, especially the forward Titans KOM. Yeah. And I would also say that, that the move there is the move in the race, even more so, I would say, than in, um, Sand and Sequoias. Like Sand and Sequoias, there is like, a little more longer like it's kind of a more of a grindier one whereas being able to make that climb and make the move on the climate box i think is the move and the climb is is longer than the forward yeah it's longer and steeper yep yep so tron or your best all-rounder which is that still canyon road and i think at the lower levels it's still kind of the Canyon Arrow with the like the DT sixty twos is kind of okay. that best lower level all around combo. Yeah. Cool for sure. All right, so climbers gambit. New York KOM via. Um, Grand Central Circuit. I did look it up, um, and so this is actually, or is that no? Did I get this one? Is saying it's New York Com Reverse. Okay, so. I looked at the Climbers Gambit event in Zwift Companion, and what it says is that you're going up 
uh, it's Grand Central Circuit, at least. That's what showed up for me when I looked that up. Um, and I'm gonna, gonna check that again because our spreadsheet says um, that it's the uh, New York KOM, but for Grand Central Circuit, the route is actually New York KOM reverse. Oh yeah, Grand Central Circuit reverse, excuse me. That will be the route. And so it will be the forward com. Which like all the comms in New York is just terrible. Yep, it's not one that I like doing at all, yeah. You do have a bit of a lead in. The entire route is only, what's showing up on Swift Companion is 9.4 kilometers. This is, a, this is an event only route. That's I think that's some of where this like lack of familiarity is coming because I have uh, I do not think I've done this one actually. So that'll be pretty interesting for uh You know, I don't have that. I know I don't have that badge. I was just yeah. but it, it's a recently dropped event only badge, right? It came with like Watopia's waistband and Loren and a, oh, these other new okay. ones that just dropped. So um Yeah, that would that would make sense. So I'm seeing only three kilometers to the start of the KOM, right? Grants. Oh, it's Grand Central. Is there a reverse? Is that There's what a reverse. That's what that. Oh. That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, uh, right. I got you. I got you. Yep. It it took me a bit too because I was just like, "What route is this?" And yeah, I I went Grand Central Circuit and missed that it was reverse, but it is reverse. Gotcha. Um. And unfortunately, I'm looking at um, the Zwift Insider page, and it doesn't say exactly how far into the route the uh, KOM starts. No, so, well, I, so I look at the Strava segment, and it shows okay. the KOM will be also still around the 3K mark, but I think what you Got get it. is a, long, a longer lead-in. Yeah. The lead-in is 2.5 kilometers. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this this is one climber's gambit uh, warm-up beforehand because that is not a very long time until you start the KOM. So. Yeah, and it's a steep stepwise yep. mofo. Yep. Yep. The so. uh, the Zwift Insider starts with. It's a butt kicker, plain and simple. Has more elevation gained per kilometer than any other course in New York City. But luckily, none of the rest of that matters. The only thing that matters is your time on that climb. So you you kind of have to go through maybe a bit of pain to get there, but it's it's slow pain because those that part of the segment doesn't matter. What bike would you ride for this? There's steep parts, yeah. Full climber. It's Not, it's it's like it's all about watts per kilo on this bad boy. TT climber or just a. Nope. Okay. Like regular. Trekamondo with millies or your Roval Alpinus on a. What's the lightweight, especially Athos? Yeah, the Athos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, whatever your yep. whatever your lightest bike and your uh, lightest wheels are. That's what I'd be putting on because it is, like. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, let's see if I can find, is there a speed measurement in this thing? Mm. Yeah. I'm just looking at the, um, at the segment list here. Okay. So my PB is like 349 and it's at our race, 405, 411. And that's at like 
4.9 watts per kilo once. So mm. that was about my fittest. Got it. Um, yeah, my my PR is is over two years old because I think I just refuse to do the New York KOMs unless I absolutely have to. So. Yep. Yeah, and I like I said there, that's not very long. So I think like the average speed is like nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd be full climber. Okay. Yep. There is a part of it looking at the Strava segment that goes up to like seventeen point nine percent. So okay, that that tracks. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a that's a brutal one. Well. But the good. It's, so I don't know if there's a Grand Central Reverse badge. But if there is, check in Zwift. Yeah. <laughs> See if you've got it and, you know, finish the whole route. Don't don't maybe stop at the banner because the banner yeah. will be before the end of the route. So it might be a good one just to go downhill, spin around the lumpier bits of New York and pick up a root badge. Because you probably don't have it yet. Right. Yep. Oof, yeah, having to actually race this one, like the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's... Like once you do the KOM, the rest is just the normal flat, rolly bits of New York. Yeah, but I don't like that. <laughs> Downhill sprint? That's totally your jam, isn't it, Lauren? Downhill, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Oh, goodness. A KOM I don't like, and then a downhill sprint. Yeah, that's not a course that I'm going to be like excited to, to ride. Well, uh, all right. Um, so heard of mountain goats? Yes. Oh my goodness. Two and a half flaps of Bologna. Yeah, yeah. You could you could turn it into a partial uh, Chris Greenland Memorial Fondo if you want. Instead, just drink <laughs> beers each of those three times you have to go up the climb. Ooh. Yeah. Did that one finish at the top? I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was 100K. So it I was don't 100K. Think it, did. it didn't. It finished like somewhere in the middle randomly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this one finishes at the top. Yes. That's why it's two and a half laps because each lap is when you get back to the, the, yeah, the start so. banner. Yep. Yeah. So. so that'll be, that'll be interesting. I just, I was telling uh, Brent before we started recording that I did this um, for the TTT last week, those lovely holiday TTTs. Um, and it was, it was two times up the climb and that's enough okay. in a race scenario. Um, it was two full laps. So we did have to go all the way back, but you're going mm. back on the flats and you get that downhill, but wow, this, this is, um, this is a tough one. This will be good. Certainly interesting to ride, but it's going to be that, that climb is just, I feel like I know it pretty well because I'm going slowly enough up it that I see more of it than I do a lot of other places in Zwift. Yep. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, yeah. If you've ridden Bologna a few times, you really learn all the little like weird nuances about where it pitches up where it levels out yep. to like you know eight <laughs> percent yep a little under the overpass part where you gotta try and cruise through with a little power yeah <sighs> yeah i mean i i guess there was at least at a time trial the five or seven people with you aren't trying to shake you <laughs> right whereas in this one like i mean there will be some gathering up i suspect on the hills 
and in the flat bits, but um, some people are going to be dropped on those climbs. Absolutely. Yeah. Godspeed to y'all. Yeah. Um, and for this, since it's a, uh, it's a race and not a TT uh, road race, the Zwift Insider actually has good bike choice tips for heavier riders and lighter riders. And so you can kind of choose um, based on those. They actually have like, because Bologna is done so often and, and mm -hmm. raced, there's a, a pretty detailed um, post about this. So I recommend looking at that. What's the TLDR? Is it like light for heavy and, and arrow for light? Um. Yeah, sort of. Although they have it, they have it play to your strengths and help your oh. weaknesses. So, yeah. So they've got so play with your play to your strengths for heavier riders. Arrow help your weakness lightest frame and wheels. For play to your strengths with lighter riders, it's lightest frame and wheels. And help your weakness go with a decently arrow frame and wheels that are arrow but lighter. And yeah, I think I would probably be trying arrow frame and slightly lighter wheels if I were to do this yeah, as a lighter sense. rider but yeah this this will describe it pretty well and I feel like it's an it's an interesting challenge cool yeah mm. have fun yeah so I guess brings us to stampede indeed so we're doing 16.1 kilometers 10 miles Although for some reason, 10 miles on Tempest Fuji, it always seems to end up at 16.2 kilometers. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> or at least it did last week. Uh, Although, one of those little Zwift things. It might not matter because we have it set up for A, it is going to be a mass start and fingers oh, crossed yeah. it works. Although we haven't quite, I don't know that we've tested it in a TT. So we'll see what happens. Okay. No HUD. So Ooh. um yeah, so a few things. Hopefully, ideally, on no HUD, you will see no time, no power output. I don't think you're going to see Gosh. where the time splits are to other racers, so you're going to have to kind of gauge. So everyone's starting at once, so you'll see all the other times. So maybe try and memorize what it is that the folks around you wear <laughs> that you usually race against. And that sounds fun. Here is another quirk about apparently no HUD racing, you don't see the finish line. <laughs> you should just randomly pops up at the end of the race. Oh. <laughs> you just, you'll be pedaling along and the little like end of the race thing will pop up and that will be uh, the end of the race. So my recollection from having done this, so this is one of the reasons why we did Tempest Fugit normal TT last week. So you should at least have some conception of where this is. Right. My recollection is it's just past the end of the um, wind tunnels so on their way back right so you're gonna go all the way through the desert around the turnaround at the town uh -huh. back through the town back across the oasis and then just after you come out of those caves is where the finish line is so okay. um yeah yeah it's a little bit of an interesting experiment we know it's like new year's day january 2nd which isn't maybe the hottest time to get racers in but you know <laughs> try and try and see how you felt last week try and set your best time yeah. And uh, this is the race that ruined my trainer. <laughs> oh, really? It was, it was in this, the ride, Ooh. like I was just putting some extra kilometers in for um, uh, Rafa 500 after this. Uh -huh. and my, my trainer started to wobble and wobble and wobble. 
Oh my goodness. I was like, that's not good. Anyway, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. Yep. Let's do Um, bullseye. Downtown Dolphin. Yes, ma'am. Nice. Six laps, 12 sprints. So I guess that means there's no real lead in or anything, right? It's right into the lap. Because that's how Downtown Dolphin works. You're starting to go right through the lap banner. Yep. And then, yeah, so you'll literally first across the line at the top, first across the line at the bottom, at the lap banner, until all six laps are done. That'll be a good race. Very cool. Actually, yeah. I actually did the bullseye this week on Latessa. It was good fun. Nice. I hadn't done one for a while, so. I uh, I thought about it and then was just like, I'm just not racing this week, actually. So. Yeah, I'm not going to say it was the best decision I made this week, but. <laughs> Uh, I was. I wanted to see what sprinting on my new trainer was going to be. Yeah, like, so. that makes sense. It's a good one to yeah to do a test like that. Yep. Awesome. It was good. I actually I did the. I can't remember. We I think you guys talked about this last week. The um, whether or not people would break away on the hill, and I mm. did break it on lap three. I did. I had a feather, and I did shake the group nice and hold it all the way to the line on so i got both the first at the sprint banner and first at the lap banner awesome on on lap three from the hill and and then i let and then i sat up (laughs) (laughs) and waited for lap four yeah yeah i'm enough to try and solo it for another whole lap (laughs) how big was the group uh about eight yeah, Maybe. enough that yeah, yeah, soloing it would not not be. Yeah, great. I hadn't I hadn't won every sprint before that. I I think one guy had taken a couple other ones, but I had been like first or second, I think, in every one. So I think nice I job. Know. So you won that one, yeah. I did win that. One. <laughs> it, it, like I said, there's only I think the whole race was ten racers, maybe twelve. Still, and like the, that front group was like eight guys. Yeah, take take those wins, new trainer, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, and that is the week of herd racing. Yeah. First herd winter race of 2023 will be London Loop. So let's go. Let's, uh, I think we'll do around the horn. And I want to hear how did, uh, you, you, are you doing Rafa 500 too? And you did Fondo or just Uh, Fondo? Yeah. So, um, I was, I was doing the, the Rafa 500. I did it for the first time last year and, and, and liked it and felt like it, um, improved my racing. Uh, and so I did it again this year and, um, actually I did the grand Fondo this morning and then was like, I am so close. And I just kept going and finished it. So how close is so close? (laughs) Not that close. It was, um, so (laughs) it would have been, uh, 47 i had to do like 47 more kilometers to oh, so, I so just close did. just another 47 46 K. 46 yeah <laughs> um they the the grand fondo uh course you end at the top of the reverse epic and so you get that whole downhill and that gets you to like over um 100 kilometers and then i was like i just i'm just gonna keep going i just feel like continuing so I just kept going and and finished it all so going into today I was at 361 kilometers out of 500 and I was just like yeah I'm gonna 
I'm going to get it done. Although because I was doing this now, I've decided I want to try and get the work from home badge. So I'm still going to have to ride tomorrow and like every other day to, cause I've just never gotten that badge. So yeah. Try to be on the bike every day for 14 days. Yep. No, I have it. I got it back when it was called, uh, unemployed. It was unemployed or fun employed. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> might've been fun employed, <laughs> but, uh, Oh boy. Um, yeah. In the pandemic, of course. Right. Yes. Well, yes. Whatever. We can... I'm not trying to be political that it's not the pandemic or anything, but anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, when the, the, pandemic, the main when the... part, the lockdowns. And yep. The... Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. There so... can be many types of, yeah. What the pandemic is. So. How, and how long did it take you to do just the fondo? Um, oh gosh, you, you'd think that would be something I would know. Um, but since I kept going, it oh, yeah. it would have been it was somewhere around three hours, maybe a bit longer. Okay. Um. Yeah, three seems quick just because you got to do epic finish. Yeah. But yeah. Um let's see oh i mean it 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 clocked me at uh 241 so okay wow yeah so that's 92 it's 92.8 kilometers um i think was the fondo distance and yeah i ended up um losing a group in in titan's grove because i just didn't feel like pushing up that reverse kom at that point like and a bunch of the people in my very large group did and so i was like well uh, okay i'm just i'm riding with not that many people now but then i felt pretty good on volcano kom and pretty good up the epic reverse so i just kind of i kind of pushed it a bit um and yeah got that done in 241 and then just kept riding until i'd been on the bike for like four hours so <laughs> yeah this is how i'm planning to so i'm at I think I have exactly 90 kilometers left on okay on the Rapa 500. So nice. this is my plan tomorrow morning is to jump on and do this. The Grand Fondo. Uh, yep. Yeah. I hope yeah. you have a good group. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun course. Yeah. I, I liked it. The end is kind of mean, a eh? Volcano to Epic. Yeah. You know, having done as part of Rafa, the um, Uber pretzel last year, this mm -hmm. doesn't seem as mean. <laughs> Because that fair. one ended on the Alp, so. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair. And and doesn't like Uber go both ways up Epic before it goes up the Alp? God, does it go? But I don't think it goes both. But maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah Uber, maybe Uber pretzels are off. It's 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 rough. That was the day that I got my um, hundred miles. Mm. It only goes up. It only goes up the Epic. Okay. Oh, but you do have to go up Radio Tower. Oh, right. And that's near, that's like, they put you on that, like, near the very beginning of the ride. And yeah. then you end with the Alp. With the Grand Fondo, the climbs are both near the end. And so you've sufficiently warmed up. Like, that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of looking for, I haven't, I don't know, I don't know that I've ever done a full Zwift Grand Fondo route. Oh, really? Nice. No. I know I've gotten the Fondo kit once in a while for doing like the 
bambinos and medios and stuff yeah but i'm not sure i've ever done the full grand ones so I like doing them and it tends to, there's a lot of people. And so like yeah. I did get shut off that group in Titans Grove, but people behind caught up. And so there were, there were people there. And then, you know, you kind of end up doing the climbs at your own pace. So you, you'll get, but with the climbs both kind of at near the end of the route, that makes it a little better. Like the substantial climbs. I mean, yeah. Um, and so you're not really alone and the route was kind of cool. I was, uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll slightly go back to, to Zwishlist again. Cause what I was actually was, I was like, man, I really would be liking to do this in McCurry, but there's no big climb, man, there needs to be a big climb in McCurry so that we can have grand fondos there and end on, you know, well, that would maybe be too big of a climb, but I I, been, I was dreaming about doing that many kilometers in McCurry just because I really like it there. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I'll, this is my rainbow disc story, but I did the mm. um, the rap podcast ride. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, which was really fun, and they did McCurry forty. So nice. it's like from from the I don't know what to call them the rice paddies pens or the town castle pens up there on the hill in mccurry okay and you start off on that climb up into the castle village yep and then you go down to the fishing village and all that stuff all the way around the far side through like village johnson and all that uh -huh. and then you take the right and you descend through the caves the bat caves or whatever they're called i don't know <laughs> somebody called it the bat cave on the ride all right um into um urakazi and you do all urakazi all the way around including mac isle and then you uh and the climbs uh up to shisa sprint yeah which okay like uh, i don't know if i've done too many races in urakazi but like man you better learn where the pitches and stuff are on those climbs because when those races start getting in there it is going to be like push 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 chill push chill and if you're not ready for the push you're gonna get shed in a hurry yep before you get to the sprint uh so. definitely having done a few tiny races in there and that's where pushes are pretty big though that's it's brutal yeah um and, yeah and then it goes back all the way up the um it goes i'm pretty sure it goes up into neokio for a bit huh. okay thinking that right maybe you go after you sorry maybe neokio is after um neokio is after you do the mccurry part right you take you take the right through the dirt there and you go into okay. neokio and then you turn into the bat tunnels and then uh, you come out at urakazi up the like boardwalk climbs into uh, um into the back into um yumezi for that finish and oh, the finish okay. line was like 150 meters faster i thought it was Oh geez, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the route being different, different, uh -huh. or the the event or whatever. But there's like a banner, and then so I'm like sprinting to the banner, and then I look and I'm like, oh, does this have to give me a time or anything? And it's like I'm looking. It says like 110 meters to the finish line. I'm like, oh, oh, I guess I better keep pedaling a bit. Wow. And there's like then there's like a blue thing just past it. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, nice.
I um, so, I don't oh, have sorry. that badge yet, but I, I was I just got it too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Rainbow that, Disc story. Yeah, so we're we're I'm with Anna and Nathan, and they're all chatting away in the chat. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, I see Anna's rocking the Rainbow Disc, and I totally took because I switched cameras, and like, there's a picture of me and Anna like right next to each other with our matching rainbow discs nice i missed the memo on you're supposed to wear ugly kit though and i was wearing the herd kit so oh i hope nobody thought that i was calling the herd kit ugly because other people were supposed to be wearing their ugliest kit definitely sure. not an ugly kit no it's just the herd blue and green one so. yeah no classic it's great kit. Yeah. But it was a I they they're talking about doing more of those. I they don't want to they can't organize them every week or whatever. But I, yeah. I it was a good like they're I mean the staying with the group part was a little rough. Like there was probably about sixty or seventy people that were not staying with Anna and Nathan as the ride leaders. Sure. But the chatter between Anna and Nathan was pleasant enough, and the group was pleasant enough. There was no dumb stuff, of course. I'm sure because I knew they were in like a relatively official Swift thing right right were they keeping it they were keeping a pace like in relative like twos. so yeah. the event was the event sorry on a, it was a 40k route and it was 30k and it, they were like about two ish and then okay. the last 10k is a race so then then it's on oh yeah 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 and so you know it's interesting like these, there was a few dummies who'd like gone way off the group a lot of them got gobbled up by the front uh-huh i was already done i had already done i think 40k already as part of chasing my rapa 500 because i'm trying okay. to make up for lost time because my trainer stuff we can tell that story yeah. after two if we want. but um <laughs> um but uh um i was with nate when the race started for about four kilometers and then mm -hmm. just when we came out of the dirt from mech isle he really hit the gas with a few and i think he ended up so we were in about like kind of the 60-ish level out of 140 at that point. So, you know, okay. 50 or 60 people had gone way off the front and he apparently ended up finishing like 20th. So he caught that many people after that. Wow. And I think I ended up like 49th or 47th. So we okay. even gobbled up another 15 or 20 along the way. But um, yeah, I, when he was, when he really hit the gas. I was like, nope, don't have those legs today. He is pretty fast. Yeah. But it was a really fun event. Good. Yeah. I, I was working yesterday because I kind of, I saw it and I was like, oh, that would have been fun. Not really knowing what was happening with it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I was cool. just, I it was fit at the right time, honestly. But... Yeah. Which I guess we can tell my other story about my broken ass trainer. <laughs> so for those of you who are also in the herd group, you might've seen the video of my wonky. So I don't, I, so, I don't still don't quite understand what is happening, but somehow uh -huh. the the belt drive part of my Wahoo original Wahoo kicker from 2014, Ooh. if you can picture that part where the cassette attaches, like it just got loose, like it's wobbly. I don't I don't quite know how or why. Yeah. Um, like I don't I still don't really understand how it attaches to the rest of the machine. Like like the only thing that really holds it in is the belt. And then the skewer, but I mean, I've obviously had the skewer out of that dozens of times before. Like I've had the skewer go in and out and out. Yeah, it's at fine. least you know once a year, probably when I change skewers to do stuff on my bike when it's summer season. Right. Never noticed any problem before. Um, and then it's the belt. And so when I was um, 
I, I, I just did not stampede it, but I finished it. I'm like, I'm riding along to put some more mm -hmm. kilometers in and I can just hear like every time I like kind of lean hard on the pedals, it was like the, the back derailleur would like switch over into like the cassette. And I'm like, what is happening right mm -hmm. now? And it's because that whole disc was like, every time I push hard on the pedals, the whole disc would like tilt to the side. So I get off, I take it apart and I could, the whole thing, I could shake it. Like it was, there was, it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> it was like, give me like two and a half millimeters of clearance. And I still don't really quite know if it's the the belt just needs to be tighter to it or like I kind of fiddled around with some of it. Yeah. Tried to see if I could fix it. I think I took some grease off some spots. I probably shouldn't have taken grease off of because <laughs> when I tried it again, or I don't know if that was me fiddling with the belt or what it was like, then it was making grinding noises. Mm, not good. So then I was like, I don't know how frustrating this is going to feel for power measurement and all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. So I uh, did some Googling for Boxing Week sales, which oh, yeah. I know, Americans may not be super familiar with, but I think Canadians are Brits. That's what we used to call Black Friday before we imported all the American stuff. I mean, you know, there's I've been hearing a lot about Boxing Day be, just being on Zwift because now I have so many more international friends. So, yeah. Yeah. And that used to be a thing. So when I was a kid, you'd, you'd have Boxing Day sales and Boxing okay. Week sales and you'd go okay. shop for whatever. Yeah return all the christmas presents you didn't like and get other ones yeah yeah i guess that was the theory behind the sales and they were like here's all the things you didn't get for christmas and right, i right. think also like you know companies needed to make their stuff by the end of the year and it's like all yeah. right we didn't sell it by christmas everybody's on holiday today so we'll put a bunch of stuff on sale in any event found a an elite doretto xr oh t for 650 bucks canadian which yeah, you I, can see my elite in the uh, I do, I know. There. It's a is, which one is that? A Suico. Suico. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh so I hooked that one up trying to think two, three days ago. Okay. I did bullseye on a Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. Race on it. So um and I did a ride before that, I think, to break it in a little bit. But awesome. um it's good so far. It def definitely has a little different feel than the yeah. kicker. Um feels more flowy like it kind of like seems to be like when you push huh. through like it it still holds its like speed a little longer maybe and then you're when you're off like it kind of doesn't maybe adapt as fast but mm. um anyway yeah okay that that kind of makes sense although this is this i went right to this after my um wheel on trainer so i haven't really used other trainers i yeah. used um a wahoo once but i didn't set it up correctly and yeah so i i i can't say how it actually worked a wahoo um, direct drive um or a snap no, i think it was i think it mm, i don't know which one it was yeah um nice i hope yeah. that that uh that works out well for you it's certainly a good price and i'm glad you were able to get one so quickly yeah that's that i mean both the price and the availability was a thing i was a bit grumpy panda about yeah when i was sitting there with my broken trainer trying to fix mm -hmm. it and posting and stuff so right. i don't know i might still for what it's worth i don't know i i did email wahoo support and they're basically like your trainer's too old buy a new one that, that was their support yeah click here to buy a new trainer <laughs> i guess Fair that enough. makes sense it's unfortunate because it's like yeah more trash and more but fair enough that's 
it's going to yeah. be their line, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, that's the whole like it doesn't feel like it needs to be garbage. It feels like it could be repaired, but right, right, yeah. I, I, even if they would have said here, like here's what that is, and here's how to fix it, but they were just uh-huh. like, we just don't make parts. We can't help you. <laughs> like, and and googling it was not helpful either. I'll be frank. Like mm. I I did you know google a bunch of stuff and there's how to change a belt and how to do some other maintenance and stuff but there was nothing showing like the parts that i was seeing when i was taking it apart <laughs> dang so anyway you've been happy with your elite one since you, how yeah. long have you been riding in uh gosh i mean when did i switch i switched over it must have been late 2020 so I've had two years, so not super long. Cause I wasn't like, I started on Zwift in 2018, but was using Sean's trainer and was not really uh, riding on my own. And for a while that was just a wheel on trainer. And then he got an elite and I guess I probably used it. I don't know. Um, actually probably not. No. Cause when, then he gave me the wheel on and I was using that. Mm-hmm. And then once it was like, well, I like this, I'm going to race. And it was like, all right, get, get not a wheel on trainer get a better trainer i'm like okay and so yeah uh two years it definitely it's kind of it makes some noises but yeah i i do so i mean i had the original kicker which was not quiet like it is loud but the noise was like the motor noise mm-hmm. i don't find the motor noise of the Doretto to be offensive what i yeah. do notice <laughs> is like it's it's got this big plastic case around the casing and that thing like rattles like like the drivetrain noise just sounds twice as loud because it's like up against this big hollow plastic box it's like it was inside like a kitty like waiting pool and you were like running the chain in there that's what it sounds like funny so yeah like it's, it's and I, I will say it's it even sounds better since it's been I would say a little broken in like uh, the first okay. few rides I was kind of like boy this is uh, <laughs> sounds like I'm gonna break it but yeah um after a couple hours now it's like it feels broken in if that makes sense like it yep. feels like everything is all the lubes in the right places and the good stuff's all settled in so yeah yeah I mean you've done sprints on it so yeah, it's good. It's stable. Like I really, um, the, the, my OG kicker, I didn't, I like it moved like crazy. Like I would finish like a oh. bullseye and I would have moved, like I had to start <sighs> my bike at the back, like of my mat, sort of 24 inches, 30 inches back of like where I keep my laptop and my desk. Mm-hmm. And by the time, like if we were doing a race, it had like 10 sprints in it H- halfway through the race, I was having to like jump it back <laughs> so i get like sprinting because otherwise i would keep like smashing into the desk wow haven't, haven't had that yet on this one in the bullseye okay. i did like get it to, so it has like came with a wheel block i did get it onto the front of the wheel block by the end of the okay. bullseye but uh, but um, yeah you know it doesn't it definitely feels way more stable way more stable side to side too than the um wahoo i would say nice yeah i i think these are problems i am unlikely to have uh but even my powerful sprints, I'm not usually moving my bike substantially. Yeah, well, I do think it is. I mean, even I suspect that Suido, like, does yours, does a Suido, the legs go straight out to the side? Um, not straight out. They're oh. still a bit angled. Okay, so the Doretto's ones go straight out to the side. 
like they do a full yeah. 90 degree angle yeah um, now i'm questioning myself but no they definitely don't go straight out because then they it wouldn't fit on the pad that i have on the ground so yeah they they yeah. angle out. yeah mine mine do fit on my pad so that was good but um that is good yeah. yeah it's um anyway i uh <laughs> managed so i will still likely finish best you know barring Ooh. some tragic events in the next 18 hours finish yeah yeah under tomorrow morning thanks to uh hooking up a trainer it didn't like you know i was off for like i said i finished my ride was working on the trainer the next morning i was like nope google around <laughs> this one's available in store go pick it Perfect. up do some more rides at night so good yeah. And you're all done after just cracking out 140 kilometers yesterday. Today. Oh, right. This morning. Sorry. Right. This right. morning. Yep. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, well, I'm on the bike. It's fine. I don't have anything else to do. Might as well just, just get it done. Um, but yeah, that is like, I am not going to do the tiny races tomorrow. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do any races for still a bit yeah i did I, i've i've scheduled myself in for stampede on sunday but mm -hmm. i can easily see myself sliding that to monday depending on what my schedule looks like yeah yeah since that'll be the day after yeah since you're gonna go pretty big tomorrow yeah yeah so yep good well cool with that, I think that is the last, I guess we should say, this is the last Pink Toronto 2022. I think, yeah. I, I, is this, have you been on for the full year this year? Oh boy, I, I don't know. I, I can't, can't even either. remember. Yeah, it's a, you'd think that's a thing we would know. Like, there's all these times I listen to podcasts and I'm like, but why don't you know that? And it's like, well, because they're in it. They don't, they're, we're not thinking about it in the same way as people listening. Yeah. So for a while, must be. but- I feel you must be because I think we did like resolutions and all that stuff. Oh, you and yeah. Sean and Chris, we were all doing that last year. That does sound that does sound correct. So yeah. Oh. For... Okay, my first one was uh, December tenth of twenty twenty one. There you go. So we've had a year basically of this cast, for lack of a better expression, give or take. I guess we yeah. added Jeff and Antoinette this year. So thanks so much for you guys for coming on in yep. 2022. Awesome um, perspective. Like having, having people racing at all levels is yep. part of what makes this podcast work. It's a, like that perspective is so important. And it, if Zwift races focus only on, you know, the top end racers, that, I don't know, that's not fun. Everybody should be able to race. That's one of the best parts of Swift is that it totally makes racing accessible to people of all abilities. Yep. And the herd racing series, I think as well. And getting those beginner races, true beginner races. Cause I do remember starting out in a quote unquote herd beginner race and being like, wait, what's happening? Everybody took off. I'm like, Oh, bye <laughs> forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that. So Thanks for them. Thanks. I guess our kind of we'll call it the regular group of Craig, Martin, Chris Greenland, Lauren Camp, Tatum Jewel, Elrenique Jewel. Um, we didn't get Keishon as much as we would have hoped he could have made it, but yep. you know, we know he's got some stuff going on. So thank you for everyone you're on Keish. And I think that's been the group. Thanks to Errol, our conversations guest in the last year. 
I think you did miss Sean, actually. Didn't I say Sean? Oh, I don't know. Sean Fogenberg. <laughs> I didn't hear it, but. <laughs> I thought I meant to say what I said, Lauren yeah. and Sean, but Sean yeah, Fogenberg that as have, well. Might have been. For all your help. <laughs> and thanks to everyone who's listened and messaged and stuff about the podcast, because it's been a great year. So, yeah. Thanks so much. And with that, I think we'll say moo and good night. Good night. Good luck racing. <laughs>